All right, folks, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror that's brought to you yet again by another new sponsor. And tonight's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get pre- fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. What could be better than that? Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off. That's $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. How about that? A new, Another new sponsor, Andrew. What do you think, huh? Jerry, not as good as Omi. Hello, <laughs> hello, fresh, fresh. Hello, fresh. Packed house tonight, folks, and away we go. <laughs> what is up? What is up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. For some reason, I feel very self-conscious about myself with all these eyeballs staring at me at this introduction. But uh, my name is Mike. I'm the host of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our show. And as always, as I say every episode, I am not alone in this endeavor to bring all of you a very fun, very funny horror podcast. So first and foremost, I'm joined by my usual esteemed co-hosts, Andrew and Kat. What's up, shitheads? What's up, buddy? How buddy, you doing? Hey, buddy! Hey, buddy! Esteemed shithead. Happens quite a bit. Quite a bit. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Does it feel a little good. crowded in the studio? A little bit. A little bit. So, back in the studio for the first time in quite a while, we have a couple of guests who we are very happy to have here. Give it a little slow golf clap. I, I haven't even said anything it. yet. So from the Squeegee Life podcast, who has been a uh, big supporter of our show, would be our buddy Seth Byers. What's happening, you married son of a bitch? What's up, guys? How we doing? Good, man. Good to have you back. And excited to be back on. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I am excited as well. And of course, joining us for the first time in quite a while, so strong of voice, so strong of beard, so hot in the face, Craig Keller. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were just going to do a dinosaur scream to start. No, no, no you get no. you get to do yeah. it randomly when we're leaving. Out of you. I don't want to amp, amp the uh, mic up, so try to be a little. Which mic? This one or that one? Oh, uh, hey, hey, Craig. So what's new? Uh not too much, my friends. Not too much. Excited to be here. Talk about. The Babadook. It has been quite a little while since we've had both you guys on, so I'm and excited to uh, have a little roundtable discussion here on this movie. Oh, this is going to be fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm uh, actually sober, so... Ooh. Wow, new, how about that? For new now. change. New different, change. <laughs> different than the yeah. last time? So what was the last episode you came on for? I don't remember. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was the uh, Monster Draft, or... No. Yeah, we did like uh, a Godzilla... No, Craig was on when he was screaming... He was doing Godzilla, was it Godzilla versus Kong. I think it was Godzilla versus Kong. You were on. No. You've been on one this no, year. He was, was on something right, this right year. after that. Right yeah. after that. Yeah. I think it was the Monster Draft. The gr- no, it was. No, that was. It wasn't the Grudge. Out. Wasn't the Grudge. That, well, that was I mean, sucked. it's just you know. You're so memorable that I can't to my alcoholism that I can't remember. So. I think Andrew's saying yeah. that you're you're just so memorable that nobody uh, can remember. Okay. That's how memorable I is. Oh my God, we're not doing that. 
No, that thy is. No. No, no, no. We got that out of our system Pardon? during the uh, the <laughs> lighthouse episode oh, that we guys, did last week. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah if you haven't listened yet, uh, go, go back yeah. and, and take oh, a listen. Oh, that was a great one. Seth, uh, so what's 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 good on your podcast? I know you guys recently had your 200th episode. Tell us a little bit about yeah. uh, Squeegee Life, what you guys do, and how everything's going. This is like a new gulag. It's <laughs> some fat guy's face with a beard. So like, we, what am uh, I watching? We I do uh, yeah. I, normally a weekly podcast on the window cleaning industry, which obviously me and Andrew are involved in. Uh, we talk about, we bullshit, we kind of do similar things you guys do, talk about what's new in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, the 200th, we gave away, I think, like $10,000 worth of stuff, so that was pretty cool, we had people call in, that was nice. Yeah, so when, you get, when you guys you're forgetting about You're forgetting about Craig and Mike, who are also I know, I know, they yes. are, they are, I, I mentioned we Andrew is as, outnumbered, yeah. we outnumbered. Co-owners, co-owners, yes, Craig co-owners, and I are, are merely employees, that's uh, okay. They're more than merely employees, they're great, so. Friends, uh, yeah, we just, family. We, we, we took a month off. And that was nice, and we're back at it tomorrow night. So tomorrow fun. night. Nice. Right. So if you uh, if you are a listener of this show and you happen to be in the window cleaning industry, or if you're not and you just like having uh, a good listen, listen to people bust balls and laugh at each other, then check out the Squeegee Life podcast. I was listening to that the other day, and I, I couldn't help but think. I was like, the guy Mark sounds like a little girl when he talks. Oh, shot it's fire. Not, it's not that he doesn't sound like that. And I know... You're saying this because he listens every week? Yeah. So and he says, I he says sound like, like a, a little child. girl yeah. or a small child. So Shots, fuck you, Mark. Shots fired across the bow. Shots I got you by like three inches, so. Oh, oh my God. Maybe, maybe that. <laughs> Listen, hey, we don't want to promote inter-podcast violence no. here. Oh, my God. <laughs> but a little drama between shows with sure. you guys. Yeah, That's always good. Yeah. Jets and the Sharks. Sure. Sure. Talking. <laughs> Jets and the Sharks. <laughs> All right. So uh, at this point, we usually talk about some spooky things that we've watched if anybody has watched anything I know probably the biggest thing that came out since the last time we recorded if anyone has seen it is the new trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife which gives Didn't you we a watched uh, that last year so that was a teaser trailer the oh. new one that gives you more uh, more of a detailed look of what the movie is apparently going to be like uh, and teases the return of several characters from the original movies go ahead may I make a guess as to what this movie is about <laughs> mm-hmm. is probably about a group of children correct who encounter some sort of paranormal <laughs> thing and it's essentially stranger things yeah again because every movie now that comes out is just children saving the day good, well, good guess after seeing the trailer no no good but guess. i just even Great. without having good seen job. it i could have guessed all right it. watson i could have guessed <laughs> it without seeing that i mean it's right but you're, it could have uh, been right. you're, you're not wrong so it actually stars one of the main kids from stranger things as one of uh egon's <laughs> grandchildren spoiler alert and they move to an old abandoned farmhouse out in oklahoma that apparently egon left two people in his family that uh, there's all sorts of weird things going on in the town. There's a mining it's shaft spooky. nearby that might hold some things. And it turns out the uh, the Ecto-1 is in the uh, in the barn there for the kids to drive around. Oh, how convenient. Yes, absolutely. So uh, in the new trailer, you get the confirmed return of Annie Potts playing the secretary from the first two movies. You also get a little tease at the end of uh, Dan Aykroyd coming back as Ray Stance. But it's also been confirmed behind the scenes that we're getting the return of Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray, uh, obviously Dan Aykroyd, and does Harold Ramis. Unfortunately, he did, so he's not coming back. Does Ray even really have a stance? I feel like he's like very wishy-washy. Oh God! That was Isn't so Harold Ramis' <laughs> kid in it as well? So no, so that so that the director <laughs> of the movie it. is Ivan Reitman. Oh, no, wait. Uh, one Wrong. of the right, Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, who is. The, di- the director of the original movie, his son, is directing oh, okay. the same movie. Well, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, so 
Yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it yet. I'm sure it'll probably be a pandering movie, but it looks kind of cool. Paul Rudd's in it. It'll He's be, always it'll a good be 100% time. woke on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I probably. Did, I did see uh, that. I did see yeah. part of that trailer. But you know, you get some. Uh, you get a glimpse of uh, some mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. You get some uh, of the terror dogs that are in there. You get yeah, a little they're, they're quick glimpse of Gozer, perhaps. They're less cool mini. Gotta be honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You need the big one. Yeah. I would I'm ask of this a regular question, sized marshmallow. How in the fu- how in the fuck if this movie is taking place? You know, in real time after the first two Ghostbusters movies, how is how is Stay Puft Marshmallows still in business? <laughs> right, <laughs> I've never seen anything for Stay Puft. What, what's like the only marshmallow you ever see? Well, it's a fake. It's a fake brand. It's yeah. invented oh, for the. Well, fair enough. I just would have. Uh, what's the, the what's the, the big one? That's like the rainbow color. Yeah, like that's the, uh, yeah, the one. The, the marshmallow one. maker. Yeah. I, I don't know how many different. I don't even know what the name of it is. You would you buy it so often? Well, I don't. Really There's buy a lot of marshmallow moguls out there. No, I got so market Where'd you make your money? Marshmallows. Well, Kat Kat uh, is a buyer of marshmallows, and she always makes our cereal I feel like it should treats. be Haribo, but that's gummy bears. But they should make jet marshmallows. Jet puffed. Jet oh, puffed. That sounds about right. I could have. I shouldn't have forgot about the jet puffed marshmallows. <laughs> Andrew, you start watching American Horror Stories yet? The anthology series that's on uh, Hulu? Is, is that out? Um, it's yeah. out now. The first four or five episodes Actually. are out now. So Kat and I started watching it uh, last week. I liked week. it. Yeah, what did you think of it so far? I, Why don't you give us your opinion on that? I really liked it. It's definitely with that like new age kind of thing, though. It's got a lot of vibes with, like... I don't know. So, like, what age contemporary? Like, can, it's a lot... It's, like, relative to, like, today. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Socially but, relevant? Yeah. Oh. Without was, getting too far um, into... Pretty, I mean, I liked the Murder House season, the first season. Wait, did you? Did you or did you not? No, I did. You see, I, you were questioning yourself. You're like, no, I, I liked it. Know, like, the, well, I mean, Murder, Murder House was, season I mean, one was Murder House. Coven was by far um, my favorite. I watched dope. the first season, and it was phenomenal. That was Murder House, yeah. And then after that, I had no desire to watch any well, of the other seasons, the other and I had no better. desire to watch this one because, like you said, it's... New agey and it's probably very it like Hulu y it where is. it's like the most like so no it's overdone it's actually show. it's actually not. I, I think it's pretty good. What you, yeah, what do you think? Mike? So what I would say is this. Uh you don't think it's like new age ish? like like relative to when you say today? new age <laughs> I mean I'm just What does saying, this really mean? You mean about about your are, you, are you trying to are you, are you trying <laughs> to are you trying to say woke without actually saying woke? Kind of. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yes. it's woke. It's woke yeah. without, say that. Yeah. Which I feel like that is a trend in horror these days is to be socially conscious, socially, socially relevant, woke, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that's a thing. I would also say <clears throat> it's the most American horror story thing ever to say we're going to do an anthology series where every episode is different. Yeah. And the first two episodes are, are a connected story that take place in the same <laughs> location as the first season of the show. Sounds about right. It's like, okay, cool. You you keep doing you American Horror Stories. Well, that's they I don't care because people are going to watch it. Well, I, yeah. I thought so. It's like, like The Walking Dead doesn't right. So American Horror Story, I enjoy it. I feel like it's gone down in quality over the last several years because I feel like going into each season, they don't have a fully fleshed out storyline and it runs out of steam about halfway through and there's so many filler episodes. How is so that I an thought, operation? They do that? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Ask the people who wrote Lost. They are, they're experts in doing I that. Like so, But yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I thought this would be a good way for the creators of American Horror Story to say, okay, you know what? Let's hit the reset button after every episode, do a new story. But they didn't. And the first one, they're like, yeah, this is a two-parter <laughs> about something that we've already talked about, the same house with blah, blah, blah. But apparently the rest of them that are already out, it's a different story each episode. One of them has Danny Trejo playing Santa Claus in like a oh. Christmas-themed horror one. That nice. sounds kind of cool. cool. Interesting. Yeah, one of them's got like a haunted a, a movie that they show, like a cursed movie they show at a drive-in theater that kind of affects everyone around them. So it, it looks interesting. I'm going to keep watching. Um, 
I know we've talked to a few people who didn't feel as positive about right. it. Mainly, what James is that on again? Hulu. It's so it's technically on FX on when, Thursday nights or Wednesday nights, and it's on Hulu the next day because oh, okay. FX has an exclusive streaming partnership with, with Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Am I the only one that's going to say it? Hulu. I watch, I watch Hulu. It's, no, no, no. Anyone else find it weird that Danny Trejo is playing Santa Claus? Why not? I, mean, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of awesome. Trejo? I mean, Danny Trejo should play. Anyone that kills people, I just don't well, picture. I think it's like, a murderous. Like maybe a murder, who's a murderous who's hiring him to be Santa, Santa Claus? Claus? I don't know. He's like but seventy years old now. He could be Santa I, Claus. I, I yeah, think, I think he's a Santa Claus that murders people. Is essentially what the storyline. I would call hope people so. fools and just. <laughs> Which again, and, and you know what? Now I just realized that that's a storyline from another season of American Horror Story, ah. the Asylum season, because they brought Ian McShane on to play Santa Claus that murdered people in the Asylum season. So, uh, <laughs> so they must have just had yeah. the same writers. Way, way to retread everybody. I'm going to keep giving it a shot, but sounds like sounds. Great. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's great if you haven't good. seen the other but ones. I, I like it. Yeah. It's a, right. yeah. So we were just yeah. talking about, I have one news item before we jump into tonight's movie. Okay, great. We were just talking about Stranger Things, Andrew. Now, I know that several of us in here are fans of Stranger Things, and this news dropped today, that apparently the Stranger Things Season 4 premiere, de- uh, premiere details excuse me, will be revealed in the coming weeks. So this past July marked two whole years since the third season of Stranger Things, which might as well be a wow. fucking eternity. Yeah, That's so goddamn long. I feel like these kids have to be in their fucking 20s by now. Did they just film it all right after? I feel like, so they were filming it when COVID hit and it was delayed and there was a bunch of shit, so apparently they're either close to done or done filming it, and they're going to reveal some details about when it's going to come out, a new trailer perhaps sometime. At this point, they've said they said it's going to drop before August thirteenth. So we sit oh, here now oh, on shit. what August third. No, the more details. What's third? Yeah. Okay. It's not going to be till next. It'll probably be next year. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, so, I actually wouldn't mind if they spent a little bit t- longer time on this season because season three felt like they. It, it's like listening to a band that's had like two great albums and now they have to write a third album. And they're just like ah, I don't know. Like here's yeah. here's some shit I put out. I'm hoping the fourth season should be their final season, correct? So, I don't think that they've confirmed it's the final one. I think they want to do two more, uh, if I remember. So, this one that's coming out and then one more after, I think is what they're saying. But, um, so, the rumors that are out there is that this one is going to take place around Christmas time. Um, Obviously, it's been, if you haven't seen Stranger Things Season 3, I don't know what you're doing. It's two years old. But uh, Hopper apparently died at the end of Season 3, and now it's been confirmed that he's back for this season because... You know, they can never kill off a character and make it last in any show anymore. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, see, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that, because actually I know a lot of people were down on the second season of Stranger Things. I've liked all three seasons in, you know, varying degrees. I thought the third season was actually pretty good, though. Third season had some some high points to it. It did feel like, though, the last couple episodes were filler episodes. Mm. It started off fairly strong. Season two kind of was reversed to me. Yeah. It was really weak in the beginning and ended. The end was well. awesome. Yeah. The, last, the end like, was great. Aside from the one episode where Eleven goes off to find, like, become an X Men with I those. Know, like, like, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was the weird. most filler episode because then there was nothing that ever tied that episode. Into well, apparently they're else. gonna they're gonna bring that element back, is what they're saying in this ep- in this season, like so, in some way, shape, or form. It's a cool idea. I like her interacting with the other kids that were in that program. I feel like they could have done a better job with it in season. I, I two. think it would have set up like a good spinoff, like yeah. if that's what they were going for. It's like a jump on a storyline. I feel like that's what I feel like that's what Netflix wants. Well, yeah, sure. and, and that's why I feel like, it, like you said, if they're going to bring it back, like that's probably their plan. Yeah. 
Craig, have you watched Stranger Things? I know you tend oh. to not watch much. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the uh, the first season. First season was great. So the only one yeah. you've seen? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Jeez, man. I mean, yeah. I would say check check the rest of them out. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Cool. Any uh, other thoughts on Stranger Things Season 4 in, out, anything else before we move on to uh, our topic of the door? I forgot to ask what I've watched recently. Wow! Andrew, what have you watched? Wow. I've watched I'm movie. important. It's I watched fantastic. It. No, because we always yeah. do this, and Mike's been telling me to watch this movie for it's, so it's freaking Seinfeld. long. Oh, that's right. Go and ahead. I finally yes. watched yes. Uh, Once yes. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. Yes. Uh, and, it's not a horror um, movie, but that's okay. No, it's not a horror movie, but what have we watched recently? And at the end is right. pretty uh, ultra-violent. Yeah. Ooh. Very ultra-violent. Um... I feel like it was b- one of Tarantino's better movies because most of it felt like a Coen Brothers movie and he didn't interject himself in the movie the entire time with his pretentious shit. Mm-hmm. So it was a very well done movie and then like the last 10 minutes of the movie make it awesome. Yeah. I don't want to any spoil. You seen that movie? Which movie? Once, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. So doesn't doesn't seem ending, like a Tarantino movie, movie until the end. Yeah. It seems like the a Coen Brothers movie. The last ten minutes is movies. the most Tarantino movie yeah. I've oh, yeah, ever seen. Awesome. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. I'm you sure should watch it. Watch the last ten. Brad Pitt's phenomenal. Brad, that's I was DiCaprio together. You have to watch it. That might be one of Brad Pitt's best roles, to be completely honest. The last best role he's done in the past ten years. I watched this. Um, it's this reoccurring show. It's not on anymore, but it's about this woman that um, she's involved with. Over 264 actual murders, and she writes about them, and it haunts me while I sleep. It's Murder, She Wrote, Angela yeah. Lansbury. <laughs> so, uh, it's 264 I episodes. I appreciate She's just conveniently around while 264 people <laughs> what got a lo- murdered. What a, what a, lucky, what a like, lucky old And they yeah. never How investigated her. Never. Never once thought to. Never done. They should do a spinoff of that. Yeah. It's like Angela Lansbury, the murderer. Shouldn't we investigate her? Oh, wait, no. She only wrote murder. That's all. She She just writes about the people murdered, mm. and you're like, wait, yeah. this kind of makes sense. Murder. It's like the same thing that just happened. Right? right. Uh, Who? I'm going to pitch it to Netflix. It's the Let's Julia Childs of, like, uh, like yeah. story Ooh. lines. Yeah. <laughs> you put Hello in the middle of the Sydney I stop the star. It's like yeah. Clue. <laughs> but it's just Clue. Everything in moderation, including yeah. moderation. Wait, does Clue count? Would Clue count as, like, a horror movie? Can we talk about that one time? Nobody oh, wants yeah. to talk about Clue. Why? So let's Clue the movie is excellent. You watch your mouth. That's and all the, like, endings, movies. the different endings that you can Tim do. Tim Curry. Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? That means we are on to our topic du jour, which is the topic of the day. The topic mm. of Great. sounds good. Nice. That sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's have that, which would be the Badabook. The, the Babadook. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have trouble saying not saying the Badabook the entire time. Uh, hey Badabook. Hey the Badabook. Hey. So I was, guess was that a cat verbal mishap? No. Or, no, it's from it's from uh, the What We Do in the Shadows TV oh, series. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. They throw an orgy party at their vampire mansion, and they invite all the supernatural beings to come participate in said orgy. And uh, they open the Nadia. door, and they're like, "Oh, look! It's the Babadook! The Babadook! Come to the yard!" He's like, "Actually, he's like a like a Brooklyn accent." He's like, "Actually, no, I'm the I'm the fucking Babadook. I'm not the Babadook." <laughs> but he's got wearing like the same it's makeup so awesome. and the hat. He's, he's like, got like yeah, the long so fingers. It's so fucking funny. It's such a good reference. But uh, Actually, yeah, so we're talking the Babadook tonight, which is a 2014 movie. I would say uh, probably a horror movie, a psychological thriller of a movie. And uh, I think it's safe to say we're all going to have quite a few thoughts on this. So I'll start with our guests, if that's cool with you guys. Seth, Craig, Mm -hmm. thoughts on the Babadook, what you think of this movie? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Spoiler free at this point. So I I, I have a thing. All right, so a horror movie, were you scared? 
watching. We get the movie. to that at some point. Right. Yeah, it's in categories. That, yeah. I would say it's <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would say that's so. one that's of the Have you listened to it? No, no, I'm just joking. Just, I, I don't know this. No, that's, that's like okay. Saying. No, no, that's a good question. We can do it early. We can do it early. We're not nitpicking. No, no. no. <laughs> were, were you scared at any point during the Babadook? This is more a rhetorical. Question. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. No, I'm asking an open-ended question. I like, will oh, say yes. Yes. Yeah. The scary moments in this there movie. Are, yeah. there are the first time so, I watched it, I was. Yeah. But like any other horror movie, once you see the actual demon creature, horror guy, whatever, okay. it, it loses its effect. I feel like that was kind of the same thing. I, I like the movie. I think it's stupid, but I love the movie. Really? So. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid movie. Wow. <laughs> no? Okay. It's also yeah. a cardboard cutout, essentially, the monster. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's like, like 2D. <laughs> but, like, they do, like, the like the, the ca- stupid camera tricks where just, like, the, the the flash photography where it just, oh, it's closer to the yeah. screen. Like, See, like they the did, like, tricks. I liked, I liked that, like, actually. Yeah. I thought that was a I cool, it, I thought yeah. that was a cool aspect to it. I thought it was yeah. a different way of filming it. I actually had that. I'll just put, maybe I'm in a cynical mood. I do like the movie. I just think it's... Stupid. Stupid. Sure. Yeah. That's a fair, yeah. assessment. fair assessment of fair enough. Yeah. Seth, what about you? Uh, so I loved it for a lot of different reasons. I thought a lot of the camera work on it was great. Uh, the scene where he's flipping out in the backseat of the car. They give oh, this like real kid. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but it's like it kind of oh my God. there's yeah. a lot yeah. of building moments in it. It is is it a campy movie? A little bit. The ending's really cool to the movie. Um, I, I really like that aspect of it. The build up's cool. There's some letdown in the movie, but I would say overall, really well done. I mean, what is the point of a horror movie, right? Like, you build some suspense, you show the creature, and then you have, you, as you should, have like a weird ending to the movie. And I, that's what I felt Baba Duke did. I feel like you get all, all of those things that you mentioned, for sure. You get everything you kind of want out of it. Yeah. I mean, you watch Creep Show, where you scared of Creep Show, but you fucking love oh, Creep Show. That's the whole point, you know what I mean? Kind of campy, fun. Creepshow's campy fun that's clearly like a throwback to B-horror of the 50s yeah. comic, like horror comics. This, I feel like, is meant to be taking, taken Serious. very, very seriously, seriously yeah. easily. Um, which, I, I, I can... More on that later. I feel like this is one of those movies that's about other things. It's not just about a monster right. from a pop-up book, but we'll get to that. Cat, talk to me about the Bada Book. I like the Bada Book. <laughs> <laughs> Bada Book. I like it. Um, I've liked it for a long time. I've watched this. I mean, when? 2014? 2014. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've watched it a billion times. It's like literally what's like my nightmares are made of because like, I mean, me and Andrew have talked about this before on the show, but like, you know, if we don't have our glasses on, like I make up stuff in like in my room like mm. what is that I'm like oh my god I like I hung something up and I'm like oh my god so like I can really relate to a lot of this stuff in a weird messed up way but um being fucking blind yeah being blind <laughs> and blind making and scared of making, the dark making, okay. like yeah, nightmare ah! things what is that it's in a top hat. Oh, yeah. That's my coat. I mean I'm scared top, of the yeah. dark I can't see like it's it's terrifying dude that would be scary <laughs> okay okay but yeah I love I love this movie I think cool. it's awesome Andy, my boy, go. I really liked this movie the first time I saw it, and it kind of scared me. I watched it again the other night, and I watched it, and I couldn't help but think, A, this movie takes way too long to get going. So boring. B, (laughs) nobody fucking dies. And Mm. C, it's just, there's a lot of plots, like there's a lot of storylines to the plot that just don't actually go anywhere. Like you got the guy from work that's like in love with her clearly, and then, like, you think maybe he's the stalker or something. But then it's just, like, he just stops 
they just it's well, essentially a two person movie. It's basically she gets possessed Sam by a demon and, and he's like, ah, I'm actually all set. So I mean, you have the lady with Parkinson's next door who she's pretty love awesome. Love her, love her. But it's just very um, one dimensional. It's a very small, self-contained it's, it's story, I would say. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 a solid. Yeah. It's a solid movie. Eh, it's all right. All right, I, I, give okay. a, I give it a B minus. Were you rooting wow. for the kid to be killed? I wanted I him would, to be easily <laughs> immediately. <laughs> in that movie. I don't like kids. Yeah. Well, I feel like that also too. So that kid does a great job of playing an annoying ass fucking kid. He does, and you can relate because I think very clearly oh. it it displays emotions of a mother or a parent that not a lot of people want to say out loud that they feel sometimes like right. i fucking hate this kid i want to stab him in the face essentially this kid killed my husband the love of my life and now i'm stuck here with this little fucking loser that won't shut the fuck up and it's just a wild it's a wild depiction of a kid but i think obviously they wanted him to act that way to kind of amp up that feeling because i feel like there's several scenes in the movie where you're like my God, this kid is stressing me out so bad. I could not even imagine being a parent to this they, kid. They want to make you feel what the mother feels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. To rip your eyes out, right? Your ears off, right? So you I know feel like that's done is? like on purpose. He's a he's a combination. He's fifty percent Damien from The Omen, hmm. and then what is and that the kid movie? from The Ring? No, what is that movie with John Ritter? And the annoying kid. Problem child? And he's a mixture of the problem child and Damien the Omen. <laughs> yeah. From The Omen. He's just, just this annoying wow. child that you want to die, but is very useful for the story. He does a great job. I think so. He he's does. Almost, he's almost the MVP. Almost. 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 If you weren't so annoying. So I... I feel like we got really dark by accident. I mean, well, no, I feel like that these are things that are killing, talked about with this children. movie. I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. definitely... Oh, he would have been the first like, down. You can't, you can't not mention Everyone you know, wants like, to kill that child. Yeah. So I, I, when I watched this movie for the first time in a while, which was last night, I kind of had a different feeling than you did, Andrew. So I actually, I, I love this movie, and I, I just kind of forgot how good it was. And I, I feel like like the more you watch it, you notice other things, right? So, Seth, you mentioned, like, the cinematography and the way some of the shots are set up, and I feel like a prime example of that, there's a few times when the mom, I forget her name, uh, Amelia, no, I think? Amelia. Amelia. Might be it. It's something with an A. Um, she, it's, it's like shown through her view and you see like either the suggestion that the Babadook is somewhere in the corner of a room or like it's like it's not 100% clear but you notice that type yeah, of stuff like right? so you, you pick up on that right and I just think like so this is definitely the type of movie like I mentioned before that's about a lot of different things or a couple different things this movie is hereditary before hereditary came out I think this is a movie it's a good comparison. about grief and hating your family, essentially, which is what Hereditary is about. Hereditary yeah. came out a few years later. So I'd also like to revise my statement from last week because we talked about, in The Lighthouse, how Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are delivering two of the best horror movie performances in recent years. And I said the only two I could think of that compared to that were Tony Collette in Hereditary and Lapita Nyong'o in Us. I think that Essie Davis, who plays... I have it here. Amelia... The mom in this movie, she deserves to be in that conversation because she is phenomenal in this movie. Great job. Um, and Maybe I, it's just her yeah. Australian accent. I, I, I think it's me. like how well they capture Australian? her desperation yeah. to be done with the situation is kind of cool. Like her grief becomes so overwhelming at some point that she's like, I just want my son to be gone. And yeah. then 
there's just there's so many turns in that movie. Like if you look at it as not a horror movie and you just take the personal story that's told in that. Right. Minus the Babadook could be your grief has become so overwhelming it's become a figure in your life. Your desperation. But like what they make you feel for her in that movie and like where she starts at and where she ends goes from like a broken, battered woman to someone who's like completely running her life, which makes you feel like the Babadook might actually be her grief. It could be a lot of other things. Yeah, she has a check. So yeah, basically, you yeah. were it's saying it's never Andrew, gone, but it's there. She's yeah. this, it worms. This takes a little while to get going, which it, it does upon <laughs> multiple viewings when you know what's eventually going to happen. But I feel like this kind of has the recipe in it for a great horror movie because what makes a great horror movie is a good story first and foremost, where you add the horror elements in. Like in like you were saying, Seth, this could probably be a movie if you remove the Babadook elements from it. You could add you would add something else in, but I feel like it's Not just, even just it's her, a movie. Her husband died in a car accident yeah. when she was giving birth to him. Yeah. So I think you you take that premise, you add in the paranormal aspect, which you know makes it pretty cool in my book, and I think it makes it better. So, and I think after watching this movie, even after multiple viewings, it leaves me with a few questions. So we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but like, is there anything paranormal actually happening here? Is it all in Amelia's head? Where does the book come from? Who wrote it? Um, like, where the fuck did it come from? <laughs> so they're actually, um, so the director of this movie, whose name is Jennifer Kent, uh, did offer up an answer to that last question about where the book came from and who wrote it. His so she name? was she was asked. <laughs> I think oh, okay. I heard that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> I thought it was a new. You said you said his name. His Jennifer. name. Her her name. I, I apologize. Uh, so basically, she said, and I quote: "It was intended that Amelia wrote the book, but it was never said right out. When it turns out that the Babadook is really Amelia, or that Amelia has become possessed by him, it also seems plausible that Amelia is his creator as well as his puppet." Which, when I saw that, that was an aspect I never actually considered. Like, mm-hmm. thinking about, like, okay, where the book come from? Who wrote it? And it also is mentioned when she's at the party with all of those gossipy friends that she's with. Right. She's clearly a nurse in the movie now. And they said, oh, like, so I heard you were a writer. She says, not anymore. So she was a writer at one point. So it's not inconceivable to think that she may have actually... Inconceivable! <laughs> to think that she wrote The Babadook. Made the book. The best thing about Amelia is maybe she wrote Babadook. It's also not inconceivable to think that she probably has a drug problem and she's been stealing drugs no, from the I hospital. No, I don't think so. Because she was so quick to get her son doped up so that he would go to bed. Oh my God! But in reality, you? well, that's yeah, but that's, maybe, that's, maybe that's because end. she was a lunatic. I think she was losing her shit. I think I think people create their own demons. No, no. So that demon, if the demon doesn't exist, if the demon doesn't exist, and she wrote the story about the demon, then she clearly was doing drugs. She's well, not just some saint. Um, it could have been her handling her grief and her desperation right. and but turning it into a But how do people handle she's, grief by taking drugs? She's clearly a woman in, living in denial, by the right. way. Right. Uh, oh, clearly. 100%. That's why the, 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 uh, the, the, the Babadook could very well be a shadow person because they feed off of grief Yeah, when her sister sadness. has to like awkwardly tell her that they don't want a joint birthday party for 
her lawful child and mm, the yeah. normal child. Mm. Although I didn't and enjoy... See, and then you I see her in the treehouse, she's like, yeah. your dad killed himself. Yeah. Bah, I was bah, like, good. You should yeah. get pushed out of the treehouse. <laughs> I was so happy when he pushed her out. Yeah. It made me think of, what was that movie with Macaulay Culkin? The Home good, Alone? The no, Good Son. The Good Son. <laughs> Not Home Alone. Well, the Good Son. Well, he's in a treehouse in Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Well, he pushes his... Uh, yeah, uh, Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah yeah, Wood. Yeah, yeah, Elijah yeah. He's like hanging there. So good. All right, cool. So let's talk some other 2014 horror movies real quick. Uh, so Ooh. we've done one other movie on our sh- on our podcast from that year. Anyone want to venture Evil Dead? Oh, I forget. I wrote no. Uh, Two thousand fourteen. We have not oh. covered Evil Dead, so no. What's the, is it? The one with Ethan Hawke? Uh, Annabelle? Uh, Sinister? No. Is it, yeah. Conjuring? No. Uh, it's um, uh, Krampus. Nope. No. It. Go ahead. It follows. follows. Uh, it I knew swallows. That. Uh, Which was the episode that we had to record twice because we tried to do it on New Year's Eve and we were all too drunk oh, after right. going to uh, either Red Tea second or great, or great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Great, 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 soundtrack. great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. So yeah, the, that movie came out in 2014. I think that's easily, I think, up there with uh, with this movie. Is Which one do you like better? better? It follows or Babadoo? Ooh. It follows. I think I like It Follows a little bit better as well. Um, I might be on Team Babadook. I might be on Team Babadook. <laughs> team Duke? Team Badaboo. Team Badaboo. No. I, no. I like both. Can I say tie? No. <laughs> no. 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 Like like one way <laughs> way up and one thumb way way down. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's some other good ones this year. So you got uh, the first Annabelle movie, which is okay. As above, so below, which oh, is a really I good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Creep, actually, sorry too. Creep, Creep. Awesome. We did Creep as well. So Creep. I love that. Movie. Also Creep came out in 2014. Too. Oculus, which is a Mike Flanagan movie. Uh, paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, which should be called The Sucked Ones, because that movie blows. Uh, the Purge, Anarchy, Starry Eyes, which I saw. That movie's awesome. Pretty actually. good. That's underrated. Pretty good. Uh, Tusk, which is a Kevin Smith movie. That movie's hilarious. About a man being turned into a walrus by a mad scientist. <laughs> Justin Long grows tusks, <laughs> or gets Correct. actually gets, Justin Long turns him Correct. into a walrus. Oh, that's like, funny. It's like the yep. human centipede, but... Yeah, but with, with walruses. With walruses. And then Cat uh, also threw on here for the last movie of the year. <laughs> Zombievers. Never Dude. seen Zombievers. <laughs> sounds I like a porno. It was funny. It sounded is, is that funny. not a porno? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it it's a movie about undead uh, 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 beavers. Uh, Partners. Uh, There's com. undead pussies <laughs> in this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So that's what we had in 2014 for some horror movies. Let's talk about some facts. We'll get into our categories and uh, move the fuck out. So as I mentioned before, this movie is directed by Jennifer Kent. It is her first feature film. Pretty, uh, pretty impressive. When she was making the movie, Kent cited filmmakers David Lynch and Roman Polanski as key influences while filming. Roman, I feel Polanski. like you can see you can see the Lynch, the Lynch in this. Polanski's a pervert, but Rosemary's Baby is a good movie. He's directed some good movies before he turned into a fucking weirdo. Uh, we also talked to Andrew before about this. This, uh, the budget for this movie was estimated to be two million dollars. Shocking. That's to it. Me. This movie should have cost twelve cents because it's so bad. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. I'm joking. It's a joke. <laughs> And of that tw- uh, of that two million dollar budget, uh, thirty thousand and seventy one dollars were raised via Kickstarter. Uh, most of the funds raised from Kickstarter were channeled towards the art department and the creature design. And it actually, you know, Cat put this in the outline earlier, but I noticed it because when we w- I watched the credits the whole way through just to kind of keep it going. You can see all the people that donated via Kickstarter at the end of the movie. Oh, the that's cool. Oh, that's really I'm cool. sorry. Yep. I mean, that's an awesome story, but what is $30,000 to $2 million actually going to do? Is that like... It's not Does that nothing. pay for the little kid to be in it? It's not nothing. It could yeah. be an yeah. Kickstarter two, two and a half months. Yeah, I don't yeah know. that's true. Yeah. So, could have done better 
donators. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could have found some more money, I suppose, somewhere. Uh, so when Jennifer Kent was asked where the idea for the Babadook came from, she said, and I quote, I have a friend who's a single mother whose son was traumatized by this monster figure that he thought he saw everywhere in the house. So I thought, what if this thing was real on some level? So I made a short movie called Monster, which came out in 2005, about that idea. We watched that. Is that the I've cartoon? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. You haven't seen it? No. I've no. seen it. But she said, uh, but I couldn't leave the idea alone. I kept coming back to it, and that led to The Babadook, which is essentially a longer version of that short film called Monster. When designing the look for the Babadook, and this is, you can absolutely see this in here, Kent was... I need foppish dandies <laughs> and top hats. Kent was inspired by German expression films like Nosferatu and the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, oh, which if you've ever the same thing. seen any of the imagery from any of those movies, it's very clear where that design came from. And actually, when she is essentially falling asleep in the living room and they're having that weird black and white movie play in the background where she sees the Babadook, yeah. that's essentially what she was going for there. Um... You talked about this before. Kent used stop-motion effects for the Babadook, and a large amount of smoothing was completed in post-production. Uh, she basically said, quote, there's been some criticism of the lo-fi approach of the effects, and that makes me laugh because that was always intentional. So I, I thought that thought, was a cool always, aspect of the movie. Well, it's supposed to be a book monster. It kind of makes, right. makes sense. It looks like something it. from the way something from a <laughs> pop-up book if it escaped from a pop-up pop yeah. book, would behave. You're absolutely right. So I oh, really I like that. the whole pop-up book thing. Yes. And I figured I'd let you well, talk about that. You can talk about it now later? if you want to. Go ahead. Okay. No. Talk about the pop-up So I actually took a class on, like, bookmaking before. Mm. And, like, I did a pop-up book. And I kind of wanted to... I wanted to do the Don McLean's American Pie song and do, like, a book that coincides with, like, what... The lyrics actually mean Can you like pick a shorter there's so many song? references. <laughs> no, I no, it's know. a book. It's gotta be like Alice's Restaurant. I still, like, I mean, that's still my, it's still my dream. So maybe someday when I'm retired, if I have time to make a pop-up book. You have time at work all the time, don't you? I have time at there? work all the time. <laughs> I'm sure people would buy that. People she works. I know. But I, listen to that. Yeah. So I think they know she doesn't do anything. What she's oh, trying to yeah. say <laughs> is that creating a pop-up book. Pop up burger. 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 Yeah, it's, it's very tedious. Quite a bit of work. It's a huge burger. undertaking. I still have my, my books upstairs. After the movie came out, pain. there was actually a campaign where you could buy a copy of a hand-created Babadook pop-up book for $80. I really uh, want one, but they're the, too expensive. They're expensive, yeah. Seems reasonable. The first no, 2,000 like copies of that book are numbered and signed by Jennifer Kent, the director. book contains pop-up pictures as well as additional pages not seen in the movie. Uh, the campaign was only open for a limited amount of time in which roughly 9,500 books were sold. So it's uh, pretty much a collector's item now. Yeah, you got to think in 50 years, that's going to be worth like $97. <laughs> so yeah. I looked him up because I wanted to be like, how do I get one? Because I really want one. That's like one. having a Don Russ Wade Boggs. They were like between four or $500 to like $1,000. Oh, I'm sure. Because they're a collector's item like, now. Well, they were only well, once they're signed, too, that makes it yeah. a difference. If, if, especially well, if they were in limited me. production. Especially if that guy, Jennifer Kent, signed it. I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Oh, my God. Way to go, Andrew. Is he related, is she, is he related to Jeff Kent? Because then I might the buy. second baseman for the San Francisco Giants. Is this what Andrew brings to the table? It is. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to uh, talk about the pop-up book with? No. No. I mean, I just yeah. I, I like that piece Always. of the okay. movie. I okay. think that I like the pop-up book. It's cool. Couple other random facts about uh, the Bob, the Babadook or the Badabook, as Badabook. I struggle to continue to not say. Uh, Billy Friedkin, William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist from 1973, said 
Quote, I've never seen a more terrifying film than The Babadook. Really? Director of the, the arguably, or as people say, the scariest movie ever made, which is The Exorcist. I don't personally share that opinion. Maybe he do. was running out of money and they paid him to say that. Maybe. <laughs> that doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of the founders of Babadook. So we were talking about the annoying-ass kid Samuel in the movie, okay? Uh, Samuel. During production of The Babadook, uh, that guy, Jennifer Kent, was extremely <laughs> sensitive about introducing the themes of the film to child actor Noah Wiseman, who plays Samuel. Uh, during the three weeks of pre-production, she carefully gave him a child-friendly version of what the story was about. Uh, the child's mother was on set throughout filming, and uh, Wiseman himself was never actually present on set during the scenes when the, mo- when the, when the mother character abuses her son. Uh, oh. Yeah. So Jenna, to do it. Basically, what they wanted to do instead, uh, they delivered the lines to an adult actor who stood on his knees... And Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Kent is quoted as saying, quote, I didn't want to destroy a childhood to make this film. To get the reaction shots of Wiseman looking terrified, Davies said things like, quote, I'm going to make your leg, I'm going to take your Legos and throw them into the river. Which is kind of scary, <laughs> given that was the reaction that this kid had so for Legos being thrown in the river, is Wait, what I would say. pause. So <laughs> when I wrote this, mm-hmm. I noticed that when, like, how they filmed it. Mm-hmm. During that scene when he's like abused, mm-hmm. you can see that there's like a cut scene between like they're never in the same place yeah. at the same time. Well, like how casually she just throws out there. When I wrote this, no, episode, I, I did. I, no, I, I contributed. I contributed. You did, to the you did a great job. Well, I mean, that's kind of a great way to go about it because there's you hear so many stories of these old horror movies yeah. where like, well, like look at um. Shit. <laughs> well, we were just talking about The Exorcist. Uh, Linda well, Blair from yeah. The Exorcist was, was abused really? no, but, uh, on the set uh, of that movie. Um, what's oh, her yeah. name? Olive Oil. Um, oh, oh, uh, oh, from, oh, from um, The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah. Shining. Well, what's yeah. her name? Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. was like crushed after that movie. Like She well, was so traumatized. Stanley Kubrick is a madman. Well, true, but it's <laughs> Made her do the same scene 85 times in a row with her like essentially like opening a door or swinging a bat, something like that. Yeah, it was like her on the staircase swinging the bat. Why did you call her Olive Oil? Because she's Olive. She's in Popeye. In Popeye. Popeye movie. Robin Williams. I know, I know. I couldn't think of her name. I don't know. She is an Olive Oil. She Looks like all interesting. Edit, 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 edit. <laughs> mm. It's okay. Couple ideas of where Spanish the, uh, olive oil. We're the, the worst oil. kind of olive oil. Yeah, we'll go and get the Italian olive oil, right? Right. Yep. Greek. Greek olive oil. Yes, that, that's Greek. you. Uh, so a, a couple, a couple of uh, pieces of insight as to where the Babadook name might have come from. From Babadook. Uh, yeah, from Babadook. <laughs> Babadook is an anagram of a bad book. Ah. Also. In Hebrew, Ba Baduk means, quote, he is coming for sure. That is probably the reason. Mm. Interesting. That makes huh? more sense to me than a bad book. Mm. Everything's an anagram for something. Mm. Last topic, last fact before we move into our categories and uh, our analysis likely. of this movie. Have you guys heard at all about how the Babadook became an LGBTQ icon? No. Do you hear anything about this? How? So apparently... Nope, this is a real thing. No <laughs> editing. We're not. We're not going into that territory here. You're so, bringing us in that territory. <laughs> when Netflix had the Babadook on it, it was incorrectly labeled as an LGBT film, despite the absence of overt references to that type of culture in this movie. This craze took off, and uh, during Pride Month back in 2017, the Babadook was a prominent symbol of the LGBT community. 
Really? Which is kind of wild. It's kind of cool. There was even an LGBT Pride Edition Blu-ray of this movie that was released with a rainbow background on the cover. So this kind of viral sensation took off. They ran with it, and now the Babadook is an LGBT icon. LGBTQ plus icon. Sure. Hey, so just a reminder before we move on to the rest of the episode tonight that tonight's episode of America's Home Hard is brought to you again by HelloFresh. Do you like? Uh, excuse me. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal re- recipes delivered right to your door. If I can only speak. Recipes. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes on HelloFresh are designed and tested by professional chefs, 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 and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. You try fucking reading this before you laugh. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Uh, idiot. You know, mm. I'm illiterate. Mm. All right, so before we move on to our categories, we kind of already touched on this a little bit, so I won't go into a ton of detail, but I feel like this is one of those movies. We have an analysis category. I feel like it's, you know, this is one of those movies, like we said at the top of the show, is about something, about some things. So I'd like to hear you you guys, all of your thoughts on some of these things, because I think it's, it's pretty well documented that The Babadook is really about two over, overarching themes, right? First one is grief. And the second one is parenthood, or more specifically, motherhood, I should say. So regarding grief, Amelia obviously loses her husband and is essentially living in denial. Refuses to let anyone talk about him or let Samuel touch his things that are in the basement. Won't even let him go down there. She essentially internalizes this grief until it destroys her by her, you know, turning, quote-unquote, into the Babadook. And, I guess furthermore, this movie addresses the fact that loss and grief are things that you never really get over. You just kind of learn to live with it. And I think the biggest example of that is at the end of the movie, right? They don't defeat the Babadook. They don't vanquish the Babadook. The Babadook is still very much there, living in the basement, and they're never able to fully get rid of him. She just feeds it worms. Right, just feeds it, you know, feeds it from time to time, keeps it in the basement. It's something that's always going to be there, but you never necessarily get rid of or get over. This is something you learn to live with, mm-hmm. right? Makes even more sense now, because I was going to say that um, what's her name? Amelia? Amelia. Amelia creates the Babadook. We've decided that that's probably likely. I think so. She yeah. created the Babadook. I think so. I think it's essentially fair assessment. Like her manifestation of what her son is actually like, and she views the Babadook as her son, something she's never going to get rid of, would feed it worms if she could, mm. and just wants it to go away, but it doesn't. So essentially, that's her way of manifesting the hatred towards her own you child. You really hate children, don't you? No, no, I feel like no, she really, really hates... She, yeah. she hates her child. She hates movie for that sure. kid. And that's... No, I, he I, is I, think, the I, think, I think the easier answer on that, Andrew, would, in my opinion, would be it's like... If you think about it, Mike made a great point. Where does she keep all of her husband's stuff? In the basement. basement. All right, so where is she going to keep her grief? And they make that, they bring that along. It's her grief. You know, she hates her son because of her grief. And also... Think about this, too. The only times that you ever actually see the husband are in when she's in some sort of a dream-type state or when the Babadook is presenting himself 
as the husband. Yeah. Saying, bring me the boy, and we'll, you know, I'll come back to you or whatever, but that type of thing. But she also um, told her son that she wished he died instead of her husband. That's correct. So that's pretty dark. It is. But then yeah. you finally <laughs> see her at the end fight for her son. Right. Right? right. Like, and she that's, pulls and herself that's, out That's the it. whole yeah. point. Is like, it's like, her grief was so overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. That I think, at the end, she realizes what she needs to do with her grief. I also think that anyone that's actually dealing with whether it's in their head or created by themselves or not, anyone that actually has had some sort of paranormal activity in their life, it's at some sort of chaotic emotional point as well. It coincides. It's it's grief. It's whatever. It's depression. It's well, like it suicide. Off of that. Yeah, yeah. So we can go in the paranormal aspect too. Maybe it is real. Maybe it's that sort of negative uh, energy brings negative energy. And you, world, you, know? you can speak on that from a, uh, a point oh, of yeah. experience, right? Well, Which you've well, spoken no, about no, no, on this it's, podcast it's, it's about fine. before. I, I'm either crazy or... <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like if it was real, yeah. though, in the movie's aspect, they would have had... At least one other character would have experienced the Babadook what just to give it credibility. Doesn't the Any Parkinson's woman kind of... No, well, it's seen in her house. Make a point? Yeah, doesn't she make a point that she sees it? Am I crazy on this? I'm part? trying to remember. I feel I like, I don't know she does. like, I I feel like there's a part like, where she something. doesn't know what it is, but she like recognizes that it's there. Yeah. She's like, I'm just hitting. She's the like, cheese I'm the one that the wrote this drink. book. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Okay. So obviously, and we I mentioned this before. Uh, this is also about motherhood, and obviously, this movie is pre- presented from a mother's perspective. Uh, not a perspective that I can speak from, but it does present some things that I would imagine mothers may go through in everyday life. Movie also then ends, as Seth mentioned, with you know her essentially taming the beast by getting it out of her system with affection from her son when the, you know Samuel's rubbing her face, and then also has to defend her son against uh, the Duke, the ba- the Badabook, the the Badabook. So I know it's kind of interesting. I watched that little. Um like, short on the analysis and the ending and stuff, and it said, it kept referring to the Babadook as the Duke, and I was like, hmm. Duke. I was like, Wait, let's okay. go this. Uh, like, like, the Duke of Baba. Yeah, Baba, Baba, Baba. But I was like, I just called the Babadook. But continue, sorry. I, I also found the uh, the lack of men in this movie to be interesting. Did you guys notice this at yeah, all when you were watching? Is, isn't there, there's the only, the love interest, really, and he's Pretty much, so, here, here's what I had. So the only time, we mentioned this, the only time you see Amelia's dead husband is through dreams or visions that are conjured by the Babadook. Handsome. Handsome guy. Handsome guy. Yeah. Musician. Yeah. Very sexy. Probably pretty cool when he was alive. Yeah, she probably. goes to the police station. Deals with three police officers. Mm-hmm. They all seem to be idiots, and they don't believe anything she says. Negative. Very clearly from a woman's perspective, right? These people are morons. Well, this was They're not believing woman, anything that I so. said. <laughs> and then she also sees the Babadook's costume in the police station. Right. So are they being influenced by the Babadook? Is she imagining that? Like, She's what's up with that? that? Her hand's also black. That's true. Well, that's because she burned the book. Great. Uh, none of her friends' husbands are shown at the birthday party. It's all females. And then the kids. Interesting. So right? maybe some pressure. And then the only male substance with any sub- the only male character with any substance, uh, one of you guys just said it, I forget who, was uh, Robbie, the love interest that she worked with at the hospital. And essentially the kid scares him away. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. This is very clearly a movie that I would, I would have ran away from yeah. that kid too. Don't, don't yeah, worry, Robbie. Yeah, I agree. Maybe yeah. their budget wasn't big enough. <laughs> oh, why, why? See, this is just more editing for me. <laughs> That's a joke. <sighs> I know. What's the matter with talking about budget? 
So I can't say that it's hard for me to imagine something being from a woman's perspective, but you can say, oh, the budget must have been big enough. For no, I didn't, not from a woman's perspective. I meant when you said that they're all our bitchy friends. They're bitchy friends. <laughs> you were assuming that because she's they're a woman. They're clearly she has bitchy, bitchy friends. friends in the movie. I'm not saying all of women's friends are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they're clearly bitches in the movie. Yo, 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 yo. Craig's the one that brought it up. Oh, I disagree with him. I just thought it was funny, guys. Really. <laughs> you fucking prepare this shit next time. All right, on to categories. Prepare. First category is the cat category. Yes. The cat category. We kind of talked about this a little bit. Craig brought it up right at the top of the show. Is this movie scary? Yes, terrifying. Okay. Anything to <laughs> elaborate on? Every movie? Uh, yes. No, I haven't every movie. Yes, terrifying is probably a response 98% of the time. Um, well, yes, I already terrifying. explained why it was scary, so I don't want to go right, into it. Right, so we again. did kind of yeah. tread on this a little bit. I'll offer my thoughts here, and anyone else, offer yours as well. I think, and you mentioned this because I know you, uh, you know, have difficulty seeing without glasses or contacts, mm-hmm. so sometimes the darkness can be amplified. I think this movie utilizes darkness about as effectively as any movie that's come out in the last several years. Yeah. The only one that Perfect. I can think of that even came close was The Descent, which we covered in a prior episode. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that, go listen. But I mean, just like the corners of your room where you think there might be something there. Right. Is there something there? I'm not sure if there's something there. There's probably nothing there, but I feel like there's something there. But you've never experienced that. Because you can only We've see. in my literally life, talked right. about this I before have. on an episode. Child. Because we both didn't have, we couldn't see. We couldn't, I couldn't so see. So you don't have your glasses on, you wake up, and there's a monster in the corner of your room, and it's just like nuts. I read this uh, article <laughs> about <laughs> how, how <laughs> <laughs> paranormal stuff lives in your peripherals. That that's actually a, a vision Perhaps. into Sounds something else. Yeah. So okay. they're never they're never straight on. It's always to the side, what waiting guys, to get you. What did yeah. you guys think of the design of the Babadook? I kind of liked it. It's I think it's pretty rad. Handsome. I like it. Very very a take on uh, was it Slenderman? Although that came out bef- after, right? Slenderman. I think like the Slenderman urban legend has been around it's before. Longer, yeah. Yeah. longer, and yeah, then it's, it's also German he's like a shadow. I feel like it's a shadow person. He's a shadow man. He's like a yeah. top hat. Like I feel like they all have top hats. He's an mm. amalgamation of all your fears. Ooh, of being a good vocabulary. How about that? Look at this guy with his level up. Level up. Yeah. <laughs> I think the look is very cool, very creepy, and we are talked about this, but the way I feel like he moves around is very unsettling. Oh yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, it's like hereditary. That same kind of, like, stop motion, like... Mm, agree. Kinda. And then when he opens up his cape and shakes his, like, rattlesnake penis that you don't <laughs> see, that's all I can hear. He's got a rattlesnake, dude. Rattledick! That's more horrifying than anything anyone said on rattlesnake tail penis. Anyone else? Thoughts on whether or not you found this movie to be scary? Aspects of it? Anything else before we move on to our next category? Other than rattlesnake peni? <laughs> That's the most so horrifying I, I, image. Honestly, like I, I think any <laughs> anytime you watch the movie for the first time is the most you're going to be scared by it. Mm. So if you watch it Obviously. again, you go, eh. you go, ah, right. Eh. He never eh. bites anybody. Hey, once that once you see a magi- once you see a magician do his his or her trick one time, right. you're not going to be as impressed the next time that you see it. And quite well, treacherous. Quite. Andrew, no, we're not going to go there. That's from the movie. That's the creepiest part of the movie, that a kid watches that same intro intro to Magic Show. Yeah, quite treacherous. We're not going there? Why? No, I thought you meant something else. See, because you don't know the movie. Mark! 
That was, a, know, that was a very, like, that was a very good tie into the movie for a second. I was like, I forgot that he was so into magic. Yeah, and he's and watching he watched that, that guy, and the guy's like, but quite. She's like, Sam, Sam, like, oh, go this, watch, this. go watch your video. And he's out there just watching his mas- magic yeah. video, like flailing around with his kids, you know, yeah, with rattlesnake penis. Or that whole like masturbation scene where all she wants to do is just get her, get her rocks off. And just her shitty, stupid kid comes in like, ah, it's he's like, a monster in my room! The, 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 that's actually a good a good transition. Andrew, uh, safe to say the masturbation scene was your favorite scene in the Babadook? No, something else? it was uh, the weirdest scene. My favorite scene was when he pushed the little girl out of the treehouse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Talking shit about her, his Fair dead enough. dad. Yeah, that was fucked yeah, up. I mean, rude. Like, like, that kid just gets blamed for everything no matter what. Seth, <laughs> what was your favorite uh, scene? <coughs> when Samuel's like inconsolable, like screaming in the back of the car, the shot that goes back and forth and back and forth of him just like losing his shit is just yeah. like and he starts so relatable and like weird and awkward. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, Dude, she wild. hasn't slept in days. Yeah. He hasn't slept in days. It's yeah. just like, craziness yeah i loved it good answer Catherine. what about you i like the scene where um he says to her like she lets she like lets him in and then like she kills a dog don't let him in, and don't yeah him and like and then yeah. she's like you little shit like she's yeah. just like, i think pretty much when he like she like torments him. So your favorite scene is when she kills kind, the dog? Kind of. That's fucked. Kind, well, I mean, that's the only kill of the movie. I know, but no one likes when mm. dogs are killed, No, I mean, right? I don't like when the dog dies, but, isn't that but weird I, I the like the... kill is an animal? Is a dog. Of all I yeah. obviously don't like... I was going to bring that up in the best death category, but we're here now, so why don't we just right. talk about I that? It's a little odd, right? I don't like that the dog the died, does. but I... I can relate. Like, I mean, when she's... Pugsy? Yes. <laughs> Pugsy. Today Pugsy. Pugsy. Today Pugsy. Pugsy is the dog. In name. fairness, the neighbor probably died shortly after they stopped filming it because mm-hmm. she was Pugsy. very close. Mm-hmm. She, she probably really old. had Parkinson's. Yeah. <laughs> Can't fake that. Yeah, she was just crazy yeah. in that scene. But that, yeah. I mean, outside of the rattlesnake penis cape open scene, I think the uh, <laughs> scene where, she, you know, Amelia conquers... Conquers it at the end. The bottom boot. Yeah. She yeah. conquers the rattlesnake penis. Yeah. Good scene. Yeah. I feel like that's when the story kind of comes full woman. circle, right? <laughs> she kind of like, you know, not really like we mentioned, like she doesn't really get over her shit, but she like pulls herself out of it and says, right. no, I'm going to defend right. my son. Let's right. fucking vanquish this beast. Right. Uh, I'm going to go for a, a scare here. And my favorite scene is when she's starting to slowly lose her mind and she's standing at her kitchen sink and looks over at the neighbor's window looks down, sees oh, yeah. the neighbor watching TV, looks down, looks back up, and the Babadook is behind the neighbor in the house. And that was, I, that that got me. The, I remember the first time I watched this movie, that really got me. I was yeah, like, like oh, good jump scene. Yeah, very good, very good jump scene. Can I do scare. a bonus scene? Of course you can. Go ahead. Uh, where she pulls her own tooth out. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty fucked. savage. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. And they, you, you felt all the sound effects of that too. Oh, it's yeah. Like, that was crunch. Gross. Yep. Okay. Cool. Good favorite scenes by all. One quick question. Yeah. This movie is Australian, correct? Correct. Yeah? Yeah. I said that earlier, and I said she has an Australian accent, and she goes, Does she? Really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think about that. This movie very clearly takes place in Australia. Oh, okay. I thought she had a British accent. Oh, cheerio. It's very similar. Yeah. Except no, I'm kind of so penis. <laughs> I like to eat Kellogg cereal. So, because in the middle it says hello. Aside <laughs> from the one obvious answer, did anyone have any beefs with anybody in the cast? Yes. Because I know everyone had a beef with the son uh, Samuel. Well, 
Yes and no, well, though, because, like, he did his job. He was the annoying I, That's why I kid, don't. Like, I think he did his job. Yeah. Like, he, well, did, he did what he was supposed to. Uh, sh- her, though, she sucks. What? 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 She's she the whole movie. Now. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Who, would you, tell about, who yeah. would you rather, then? Let's hear this. Nicole Kidman. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm just thinking of another blonde Australian uh, woman. Kind of. Right, pretty much. Oh, my God. So I kind of put the Australian thing together without even talked. So we talked about this. That actress also had a pretty, not a huge role, but a decent-sized role in Game of Thrones. You know who you could have you said yeah, and I would have given you more she? respect? Naomi Watts could have been close. Fair. I like her better. Actually, I like her better. So we'll go with also Naomi Also Australian. Yeah. So when, um, when Aria... <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is, Russell Crow is the mom. Awful stop. He's from New Zealand. <laughs> so um, when Arya Stark is doing the thing with the faceless men, yeah. she goes to that play... Where yeah. she has to kill somebody in the play. She's the oh, lead. And she's the lead act- actress oh. in the play, but she's a brunette in that, so it's a little, she looks a little bit okay. different. But she's that, not that's her. To, she does die in that movie, in that scene, though. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Cool. Uh, um, anyone have any nitpicks with this movie? I have one major one, and be interested to hear if you guys have anything. If anyone wants to go first, I'll any. throw it up to the table. Um, nitpicks. It was. Uh, <laughs> I would have. Not enough I would have preferred a python penis as opposed to a rattlesnake. No, you, you wouldn't hear it though. Yeah, yeah. I you don't want to hear it. it. No one wants to hear you it. You want yeah, it. You want it. You want it. Open up your cage. You want it to just sneak up. All of a sudden, it's there in your face. Surprise her real quick. Fair enough. You don't want to give it away with a shake at the. I think the holes in this movie. There were plot lines, love interest. There was a few things that were just. I'm not sure why they were in the movie. Yeah. I feel like they ha- could have went somewhere with it, mm. and they just kind of gave up. I did think it was... I mean, I guess I can understand it to an extent, but, like... So, like, the love interest. He just goes away, yeah. right? Obviously, he's probably scared off by the kid, but, like, he's so invested in making sure she's okay at the beginning of the movie, and then all of a sudden, he's just gone. Yeah. Which I thought yeah, was... But, I mean, maybe that's just... Maybe that's her... Men. Her internalizing all of her grief and just going more and more insane. Maybe that's or why. Maybe like, the sh- movie is just super realistic. Because if anybody, if you showed up at someone's house and their child was like that, you would have been like, you know what? Best of luck. Peace. Here's, yeah. here's the flowers. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you at work. See you yeah. my, my I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the bar down the street and whiff my weight on the bar skank ladder. Yeah. So I'll see ya. Bye. What was it? Uh, I, I feel like they could have casted Robbie better. The love interest. They could. Uh, I didn't love his him. Kevin Costner, maybe? Huge Ass Man. That's another <laughs> Australian actor. Huge Ass Man. No, he could have just been someone I didn't know. It just didn't have to be that guy. Yeah. He wasn't it's got to be a low-budget guy. It's got to be like a uh, like a Michael Sarah. you could have done. Michael like Sarah. Like, like a Michael Sarah. Like, like, like in a weird, like, comedian. Maybe like way. a Pierce Morgan. <laughs> Pierce, Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan. My God, wow. <laughs> Random. Okay. That's what uh, they could afford. Uh, uh, apartments.com. Uh, she heard Kathy Lee gave her it has cancer. It did. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch would have been good. He's, he's good in everything. Just family history of having cancer, though. So. Well, that's you know, it's that's, pretty bad. That's something. Oh my god! Uh, nitpicks, cat, Craig, I don't anything? I really have any nitpicks for this movie. I I liked it. <laughs> mm. Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Kathy maybe, Griffin's a nitpick of my life. I know we mentioned that's at the Kathy end. Lee Gifford. Kathy Lee Gifford. Kathy Lee Gifford. Kathy Griffin. Who's Kathy Lee Gifford? Oh my God. She's a who wants to be the television? I don't. Sorry to everyone that likes Kathy Lee Gifford. I don't know. She's suffering with cancer. Fake news. She does not have cancer that I know of. Kathy Griffin. 
Yeah. Kathy Griffin. Yes. Not so many people like my her. My news of the day. My one Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. We mentioned this already. I mean, you didn't mention this already, but like at the very end when the Babadook makes that weird noise. Yeah, with his rattlesnake fears. Yeah. Yeah, we went over this. Yeah, that's probably my nitpick. That's all. That's all. That's my best part of the movie. That was my nitpick that you stole. Yep, I was the sound that the Babadook makes at the end of the movie, right? Do you know what it's from? Uh, Do you know what it's from? Uh, Rattlestick. According to IMDb, they stole that sound effect from the character of Motaro in Mortal Kombat 3, the video game from 1995. Never played it, don't Wow. Motaro? I bet you he was a rattlesnake. Maybe. Seth, you going to make it? Correct. I'm fine. All right, best death we already covered. Uh, R.I.P. to Bugsy the dog, <laughs> since he's the only one. That dog did not deserve to get his neck snapped like that. <laughs> cute little pup. No, yeah, I, cute no, little I dog. Turned into you know, a Vegemite sandwich. But, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, would the Babadook make a good haunted attraction? I would say I don't think so. No, too specific. No, that'd be like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Like, uh, really that ride was awesome, though. Ride. You know what I mean? It's just like pop-up book bullshit. Actually, like, yeah, you, be scared yeah. of that. that ride is scary. Well, it's not there anymore. That's how bad it is. It's and gone. how he was drunk driving home. Not as scary it's as just a uh, toad driving home as drunk. The extraterrestrial the alien encounter. Scariest ride of all. Well, Nothing yeah, scarier. Nothing. Okay, fair enough. Nothing. So, two more questions before we sail off into the sunset here, folks. We're in the home stretch. Who was your MVP of the movie? Craig, go. I gotta go with the little kid. I wanted him to, to die, and then he kind of saved his mother at the end. Yep. And then, uh, you know. It's a whole emotional gambit of it. It's like, I hate this kid. kid kind of sucks. He's sticking up for himself. He saved his mom. His mom saved him. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with it. Okay. Give it to the kid. Give it to the kid. Catherine. I give it to Mr. Babadook. Because, Mrs. for Mom. obvious reasons, the Babadook. The Babadook. Sethi. I want to do the Babadook, but I'm going to go with the mother. Yeah. Boo! Boo! How do you not like her in that role? I don't feel like there's a wrong answer here. I feel like these yeah. are all, these three different answers, they're all valid, I would say. Okay. Andrew? Mrs. Roach. Mrs. Roach, the old lady. The old lady definitely gets it for me. Because she uh, is the one semblance of order in her life. Like, she keeps her together. She's always there looking after her. She's making sure they're okay. Without her, I feel like. She would have killed her child years before. I feel like that's the saddest part of the movie when Amelia snaps at the old lady when she's like, yeah. I'm fine! Oh, I forgot well, exactly what she yeah, said. She was the yeah, Babadook. Yeah, she was yeah. the Babadook at that point. Yeah. The Babadook. But yeah, I mean, without, without Mrs. Roach, they're already dead. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to agree with Kat, and I'm also going to say the Babadook, because I feel like the Babadook is the most lasting aspect of this movie. It's the part that people remember the most. It's a very effective design for a monster, creature, ghost, whatever it is. And as we mentioned... Being a an icon of the now an icon of the LGBTQ community, I think that um, the Babadook has kind of taken on a life of his or her own. I would never want to misgender the Babadook, but I feel like it's just such an iconic creature design at this point. So I'm going to go with the Babadook there. So before I ask my last question, which would be, do you feel that the Babadook is deserving of a sequel? I'll offer you this quote from director Jennifer Kent. Okay. Spoiler alert: She's not making one. Thanks, Kat. Uh, so she holds the rights to the film, and when she was asked if there would ever be a sequel, she said, quote, I will never allow any sequel to be made because it's not that kind of film. I don't care how much money I'm offered. It's just not 
going to happen. Hmm. So, obviously, many people say that until they're presented with a giant bundle of money. money. Does this movie need a sequel? Would you see more Babadook? There would have been one by now. Yeah. Yeah. It's seven years old. There have been sequels made later than that, I would think. Yeah, but it's run its course. Would you feel like the story needs... I what, don't know. Take over with, if his mother died. I so, mean, that's the only thing I so could see. I'll, I'll present a scenario to you, like we did with the lighthouse last last week. Same idea. Not the same family, a different family. In certain circumstances, that maybe they get the same book, and the book or, or the Baba Duke book, and it's catered towards whatever that family is going through. That's the only way I feel like you could make a, a successful. But then you would already kind of know what, what's yeah, happening, though. Like, like right? That's Baba the only. Duke, you yeah. really, like that, the surprise aspect of Babadook is what made it work. I don't think it needs one. I'm just saying I'm giving you a no, no, a, a I, scenario I, where there could be. I one. hear you, but I, I feel like it would lose whatever the first one had was like the build up to the Bob right. right knowing what was like you had no idea what was coming right that, that Duke cred it's like no Sinister right like Sinister like you two had two was, but one yeah. was like the Sinister reason, the reason not one worked was because it was like Officer you don't know so what's really going on good yeah. Yeah, so yeah they should have never made another Sinister I feel like if they made a sequel though it should be like um, the Doctor Sleep one instead of him like doing all that cool stuff it's just Sam in the back of Uber's screaming at uh, <laughs> like the people driving and he's just getting really annoyed and he's pushing women out of like, tree houses and he's called like, Baba <laughs> Oof it's like Baba screw you and he's just like banging people that's Baba Oof like he's just, just Sam, Sam is, a, like, Sam is an adult just turning into the Baba Duke and just terrorizing yeah, just, people yeah just, no, that would just be a funny ass on else I mean yeah it would be a funny ass on else maybe that's the best way to do yeah. a sequel and maybe the best sequel that could have already happened already has, which is the Badabook appearing in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, it was so good. The oh. I love it. The Badabook. Hey, but Badabook. you know what the best thing that could happen tonight is our order from HelloFresh. HelloFresh. I've already given HelloFresh a little bit of fresh. Tonight, so. Did you see the Badabook? The Badabook? From the, uh, what we do in the shadows? So at this right, point... He was so good. Sorry. Lady, oh, okay. lady and right. gentlemen, any final thoughts on the Babadook? Guests, I'll start with you, Seth. Fire away. Uh, final thoughts are: I feel like there needs to be more low-budget quality horror this movies isn't a made low from. Budget movie. two it's two million dollars. It's a fairly low-budget movie a in 2014. Yeah, uh, Andrew, if you made that, movie, Andrew, if, you, if you made that movie in 1970, it would be like three hundred thousand dollars. All I'm saying is, we need yeah, more low-budget, low budget. well-written stories. To like take over in horror, I feel like a lot of cheap shots are taken out there. A lot of easy yeah. laughs. What well, stuff like this? I feel like great. that's where where the A twenty four studio has kind of taken over a little bit because they're kind of the the you know the reigning king of that game. Low budget, emotional type horror. So this actually was not an A twenty four movie, but you get movies like The Lighthouse. You also get movies like Hereditary, uh, Midsommar. All those types of movies. So, like, that, I, I agree with you. Low-budget horror, it, it seems like it's kind of back on the up-and-up. Craig, what about you? Any final thoughts on the Badabook? Uh, I, similar to my opening statement. Love the movie. Kind of kind of stupid, but uh, I've seen it probably five times, which for me is not a, lot. And not a repeat movie watcher. Yep. I give it credence to that, that I can watch that again and again and again. So, okay. I do love it. Badabook. Cool. Yeah. The Badabook. Andrew. Badabook. Go. Wasn't as good as the first time I watched it. It's an okay movie. I'm not like I, I could go would the you rest of my life. Watch Phantasm. Yeah, I kind of would actually. <laughs> so, I would no. I could go the rest of my life not watching that movie. It's 
It is. It is what it is. It's a fine movie. It's fine. It's good. Just six. It's six fine. out of ten. It's fine. I'd give it a. Uh, an Andrew. You have like six a B plus. Six point seven. Wait, six point so seven. That's not out a B plus. Ten, out of ten. Is it? That's a D. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a not... C minus. <laughs> you went from a B plus at the beginning of the podcast. To a no, C-. but I feel like there's different rating because. Well, one out of ten. It's almost like a one out of nine because yeah. no movie's a ten. There's very few tens, so six point seven is a good rating for okay. me. I feel like. Okay. okay. Catherine, final thoughts. Um, I give it two thumbs. Wait, wait, wait. Of course you do. The cat rating system. Okay. Two thumbs. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'd say the Babadook's a good movie. Very good movie. Dare I say a great movie? It uh, has been an influential movie. I think since it has come out. In the seven years that it's been out, there have been a lot of movies that have kind of followed in its footsteps, dealing with real-world themes and involving supernatural elements. And I think for that reason, that is why this movie has stayed relevant all these years later. Uh, seven years really isn't that long of a time, but it's 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 still pretty relevant in the, the pop culture landscape, I would say, The Babadook. So... If for some reason you haven't seen The Babadook and you're still listening to us ramble, I would say go watch the fucking movie. That's what I would say. That's my final thought. So, with that being said, first and foremost, I would like to thank both of our guests tonight. Seth from the Squeegee Life podcast, thank you so much for coming on. Amigo! Uh, Thanks for having me on, dude. I had had a really good time. And uh, just in case people want to listen to the Squeegee Life podcast, where can they find you guys every week? Uh, you can find us. Uh, we're live Wednesday nights, 8 to 10, on YouTube. Um, and if you want to find us to listen to us, we're on all uh, major download sites. Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, kind of whatever you want to download, you can find us there. Perfect. Yeah, highly recommend the Squeegee Life podcast. Bunch of great guys. Craig, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Thank what you. local bar can people find you at? Uh, at the BBC, <laughs> Speedwell, um, Waterfront... And then ditch out in front of me. And then ditch out in front of I occasionally get kicked out of my apartment, <laughs> and then I'll be on 139 Court Street porch. So, Excellent. Right. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on. And as always, a thank you to, uh, <laughs> now we know where to you live. my esteemed uh, co-hosts, Andrew and Kat. Thank you, guys. Kat, of course. Thank you for helping write this outline and You're doing uh, the majority of the legwork, I would say. I appreciate all your help. And uh, here's where you can find our show on the following social media platforms in case you are interested in hearing more of our ramblings on, you know, incoherent horror topics. Uh, First and foremost, we have a website now. You can go to ahhpod.com. That's ahpod.com. You can find everything on there. You can also go to YouTube and Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror. We'll be the first thing that pops up. You can also find us on Twitter at Hometown Horror and on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. And if you feel so inclined, you can also drop us a line at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find our show pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts, not anywhere else, anywhere you get your podcasts. But more specifically, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and whatever else you may listen to. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. I have been your host. We look forward to having you back next week. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. Goodbye now. I can't do a rattlesnake penis sound. I can just do that. That's all I got. 
Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.